Welcome back, everybody, to another Eats Beat podcast, the most delicious podcast in the Metroplex. I'm Rick Press. I'm Bud Kennedy. And we're here at one of our favorite places in Fort Worth, Billy's Oak Acres, right, Bud? And we've got a couple of good food guys here to talk about the Fort Worth Food and Wine Festival next week. With us on the podcast is Russell Kirkpatrick from Riata, the director of the Food and Wine Festival, and Billy Woodrich, the proprietor here at Billy's Oak Acres. Except I can't concentrate because the smell of great barbecue is in my nostrils. <laughs> Say hello, guys. Hello. Hey. <laughs> All right, it's like Food and Wine Festival time. Next week in Fort Worth, or this week, depending on when you're listening. But, you know, the, the Food and Wine Festival is a little different this year, Rick, because they've, they've got some things that everybody really wants. They've got events devoted to brunch, dessert, and barbecue. They could just, like, do away with the rest of the festival, really, and just have those things, Russell. <laughs> and it, it got off to a great start last year. I know I, I was able to go to several of the events, including the opening night at Billy Bob's, which was a huge success. Uh, tell us a little bit about it. I know... First year must have been a lot of nerves, a lot of jitters, Russell, but now it's second year expectations? Or? Absolutely. You know, we couldn't have been more thrilled with the success of the festival last year and the turnout we had and, and, and the good words that were said about it. Um, so that does lead into the second year with a little bit more, more expectations. Uh, like Bud mentioned, we did add some events to uh, hit some different palettes, so to speak. So we're super excited about the barbecue event. We're going to do that at Billy Bob's on Thursday the 26th, kick things off. Um, very excited to have Billy involved in that one. Um, then, uh, you know, some that we did last year, obviously the Burgers, Brews, and Blues event is back. It was a huge hit there at Heart of the Ranch at Edwards Ranch on Saturday night during the festival. But, yeah, we've got a late – it's hashtag late night. Uh, desserts after dark. We're encompassing some of our extremely talented mixologists and pastry chefs. you got to have a hashtag, yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, that Saturday morning, um, we kind of reworked what we called Sip and Savor last year to a rise and dine, and all of our restaurant participants are going to be providing some brunch um, options for the, for the food on that. And, of course, we've got the Grand Tasting on Friday night, which is the sort of uh, dress-up event where all the big names there in town will be, be on hand to uh, provide more than you can ever imagine to eat or drink. Well, Russell, I want to ask Billy because, uh, you know, the last year of the Food and Wine Festival showcased Fort Worth events and, and Fort Worth restaurants. But, but this year for, uh, for the barbecue event in particular, you got some out-of-town competition. What do you think of that? I'm not too worried about it. I'd be glad to. Some of the barbecue I haven't got to eat, so it gives me a chance to sample some of their goods. Um, it's kind of it's kind of great to be playing with some of the I call them the big boys. Everybody always talks about Blacks and Lockhart's and uh, the guy from Abilene and all that. And um, I've only I've only been at it for a couple of years over here, so it's kind of I was real thrilled when they asked me to come and go try it out. For those of you who don't know, I mean. Billy's a former bounty hunter, so I don't think he gets intimidated easily. The, the guy from Abilene is Tom Perini from Perini Ranch and Black's Barbecue from Lockhart. Also, yep. Lockhart Smokehouse from Dallas, which yep. is connected to the Kreitz family. So yep. right. a lot of... Uh, a lot of Texas big uh, big barbecue folks will be in Billy Bob's, well, and there's a and there's some sort of country music deal with that too. It is Wade Bowen will be uh, performing after the tasting's over with. And, you know, it's interesting. Billy brought up that he was excited to taste some of those out of town participants, and that's really why we bring those in. We want to highlight Fort Worth and North Texas chefs primarily, but then also give Fort Worth residents a chance to kind of eat some of these food from other chefs from outside the area without having to make a four-hour road trip. Yeah, well, you hear about it all the time, and you're curious, but honestly, I think some of the barbecue, certainly Billy's, holds up to all of that, because I've oh, eaten some of that, too. And, of course, Russell, you're from the Lockhart area, I right? am. I, I was born and raised, so I was really excited to get Blacks on board. 
Um, I had to pull out some old family ties to, to make that work. But uh, So I was really excited to get them on board. And then Lockhart Smokehouse, Jill over there, I, I know part of that family really well. Um, so it's, it's kind of neat to kind of tie them into the festival. Billy, what are you going to serve at the festival? We're going to do uh, brisket and pulled pork. And, and is everybody, are you assigning people what to serve? Is everybody choosing? No, we let them do whatever they want to. Um, we are going to have a lot of brisket, which is great, a lot of sausage. Um, we do have a couple pork dishes as well. Um, so, yeah, we kind of let them go on their own. With any of the events, we do try to make sure they know what the other ones are doing to an extent, but we don't want to put any parameters. I'm not going to tell Billy what he's going to cook because I think he'll tell me what he's going to cook. This is inside Billy Bob's like the event it last is. year? Yes, sir, that is correct. So it's kind of in the big area between the main stage of the dance floor it is and we're going to spill out a little bit more into that stage closer to the stage area to give us a little bit more space i think Mm -hmm. uh we were a little tight last year Mm -hmm. um so we want to make sure we don't don't have the patrons as crowded so we're going to take up a little bit larger footprint one of my favorite things well there was some whiskey tasting last year Mm -hmm. too uh, from the drink aspect absolutely they'll all be back um firestone and robertson will be there with tx fritz and aaron will be there with plenty of raw for everyone we've got tito's involved Probably uh, close to a dozen different beverage participants at that event as well. So that's Thursday night. It is. And the, the dessert event is Saturday, Friday it's night. Friday night. After Friday, our grand Friday night late mm-hmm. is, a, is uh, I think, seven or nine dessert chefs I saw. It is, yep. And, the, uh, and, then, uh, and then there's the Saturday morning brunch. Yes, sir. And those are just three of those total of seven events. That right? is correct. We've got the uh, grand tasting as well on Friday night prior to uh, desserts after dark. And that will be at the Worthington again. Um, and that is 80 different tables. So, you know, that that's really, you know, basically every restaurant you can kind of want to eat at in Fort Worth and uh, the same amount of beverage. It, it, it's more than you're ever going to be able to eat. I made it to that drink. one last year. Uh, definitely starve yourself during the day. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, it was really terrific. I, and I was there fairly late. So yeah. the fact that you're having sort of the dessert thing right. sounds like a perfect kind of marriage, but you can kind of roll over into the Certainly. desserts yeah. afterwards. And I think the last year, the, the daytime thing, I mean, I think the brunch event is good, mm-hmm. too, because the two noontime events last year seemed to kind of drift without any real definition. Absolutely. And so this year you've got small restaurants, you've got yep. brunch places. People have everything from biscuits and gravy to migas. Absolutely. It would be a good yep. combination. Yeah, I think so. We're excited about it. It, it, it really came off well last year. Russell, let's talk about price a little bit because yep. people, people, you know, at first kind of flinched at when sure. they looked at the prices, then they looked at what you get for the price. Right. So talk about it. I think the, the price for the whole festival is $320. Three twenty-five will get you into every single event. Uh-huh. So that's an event on Friday night, two events, or one Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday, and, and our food truck event to wrap it up on Sunday. So that's really seven events. It's all a little over $50 an event. All you can eat, all you can drink from Thursday through Sunday. Yeah, it's, um, it just will fill you up and drive you crazy yep. for, for four days for $325. Yep. And then each of the individual at the barbecue, 60 We did, yep. And, and we priced them one to where we felt that if you were going out to eat on, at a, you know, a nicer end restaurant in Fort Worth, you're going to spend $50, $60. Um, we also tried to hit a couple different price points, whereas the grand tasting that night at the Worthington is 125 mm-hmm. um, The hashtag late night desserts after dark is 45 mm-hmm. So we really tried to hit different demographics, both with not only what the chefs are going to be serving, but probably the age range and income on both the patrons. How many tickets did you sell last year, and how much money went to your 501c3 scholarships? 
you know, I we, didn't ever see any well, we, like we a scholarship out, award. We gave or, out two scholarships, um, one to Miss Blanca Gonzalez, and she will actually be participating in our grand tasting. Kevin Martinez from Tokyo Cafe is going to assist her. So okay. she will be there for everybody to meet and shake her hand, and she's made it through her first semester at uh, TCC. And we provided a full scholarship, and that includes not only tuition and books, but chef coat, knives, mm-hmm. everything that goes along. We're also providing her with internships throughout Fort Worth during her mm-hmm. tenure. Mm-hmm. Um, she's currently with us at Riata, and mm-hmm. then every six months she will rotate to another restaurant to get a little training under her belt. Um, our goal was to provide one scholarship. Mm-hmm. was really going into it. We hope to make enough to do that. We made a little bit more, and during the application process, we had a young lady impress us enough. She doesn't want to be a chef. However, she wanted to go to culinary school to be a nutritionist, so we are picking up half of her culinary education as she kind of mm-hmm. goes on the path to becoming a nutritionist. Okay. So we were very fortunate to... You know, the, the biggest thing we were worried about is everyone that we talked to in the festival business prepared us to lose money the first year. Yeah. They just said, that's the business model. Be ready to lose money the first year. Um, and, and we really didn't have a lot of expenditures. It was a ton of sweat equity. Yeah. It was, you know, chefs, restaurateurs, business leaders, civic leaders donating their time and sweat equity to make the thing work. Um, so having no overhead is really what saved us. And we should mention here that, you know, you have all the... The major chefs, we haven't named off, you know, the big restaurants, but you have all uh, John Bunnell and everybody mm-hmm. are all involved in this. Yep. That was one of the most impressive things last year was how broad the support was mm-hmm. from all the, the different um, high-end chefs. Well, and Fort Worth, I think, is different than other big cities. I, I think there's a camaraderie that does exist between businesses in Fort Worth, and we all want each other to succeed. Um, you know, even at Riata, we train our staff to be ambassadors of the city. Where if somebody's in town for three days, they eat once at Riata, and we're going to give them suggestions on where to spend the rest of their time. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, it, it was really gratifying to see not only chefs but media and beverage participants all chip in and really work together to make it a success for the entire city. I think the barbecue event, too, is such a, you know, great timing because like you said that's really kind of the the thing that everybody the foodies everybody's kind of talking about sort of this sort of explosion of barbecue joints around here i, I think the, the it's a home run doing barbecue for the kind of grand opening because when you think forward you think cowboys and meat and barbecue and i think it's going to attract a lot of people that don't some people don't care for some of the i call it fancy or some of the different foods and but they see but they like barbecue, so you know that's going to be more ticket sales for you guys, and it's going to bring some people out that would never go to one of these festivals. That makes it the Fort Worth not so foo foo food and wine festival. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely, it's definitely some. Uh, it provides a good feeling of kind of accessibility to the to the festival. Yeah. Even last year with the burgers and brews event mm-hmm. and the food truck event, it doesn't feel like this sort of elitist event. Right. Even if even if you might be put off by the price of some of the events. I think some there's enough stuff that is not priced super well, high. And, and we tried to make some of them very approachable because mm-hmm. um, we want to highlight these guys. You know, one of the real success stories from last year was Chris out at Del Norte Taco in Godley. Um, he participated in our that place is awesome. Events. Yeah, I've heard yeah. a lot about it. And that. it was it was fun walking around the room on Saturday and Sunday, and just kind of overhearing this buzz about these brisket tacos this guy is doing on one of the aisles. 
Um, and Chris and Mary have been very supportive. They participate in our Tacos and Taps event in the fall um, and, and huge supporters of the festival and will always come back just due to the fact that they feel that they have really generated some business out of out of participation. Yeah. Del Norte Tacos is one of those places you need to know about. Not everybody's just going to strike out and go to Godly unless you know something good's there, but it's one of those places. I know there's go-go gumbo up at Boyd, but the, those are places that are worth the drive. Absolutely. Yeah. I think you can make some discoveries at the festival, which is great. The other thing, too, is you can kind of sort of get clued in on what are the, the trends are in food. And so I know we talked a little bit about, you know, barbecue and sort of burgers was kind of last year's trend, and that's a little bit, you know, giving way to barbecue. Any other sort of trends you think we'll see at the festival this year? I mean... Fort Worth's a pretty traditionalist town. And, you know, John Bunnell's always had the line that he wants things on his menu that are timeless. Um, I, I think Fort Worth restaurateurs are pretty wise to where they don't put much on the menu that won't be there in three years. Um, so I don't know if you're going to see, you know, too much molecular gastronomy going on um, or, or catch the next huge food trend. But I think you'll have a lot of really, really good, well-prepared, timeless food. Well, and uh, I see a lot of Asian food that has seemed to have come into Fort Worth. We, I always think Fort Worth is kind of behind and is now catching up. Will we see some of the, some of that at the festival? Absolutely. Um, you know, Pacific Table is going to be involved in Juku Stations there. As I mentioned, uh, Kevin from Tokyo Cafe. Um, and I think last year, you know, you brought it up a little bit ago of uh, being the right time. I think. Last year was a perfect culmination of a lot of different restaurants with different cuisine opening up. Um, Marcus Pasley, Clay Pigeon had just got going. Sinjuku wasn't too old. You know, Ellerby's really wasn't even too old at that point. Waters had just opened. Um, so I, I think not only are you seeing Fort Worth chefs venture out there a little bit more with their cuisine, I think with the huge influx of people moving to this area, I think the Fort Worth palate has changed a little bit mm-hmm. to where 30 years ago it was basically meat and potatoes, which is nothing wrong with that by all means. Um, but you're seeing a lot of people move in from California and from the Northeast that are used to these types of cuisines and aren't scared to go out and try these restaurants. So you're seeing them succeed. We've talked about this on other, on other podcasts, though, that the, the taste is changing, but also the economy is changing. Some things you see more pork from barbecue restaurants yep. now because of the price of brisket, right, Billy? Yes, for sure. Brisket's gone up. Just when I started a couple years ago, we were getting brisket for, you know, under $2 a pound, and now my stuff hitting the door is uh, right about $4 a pound. You didn't see Fort Worth restaurants promoting pulled pork? No, you didn't at all. I, I I did a lot of pork, but uh, yeah. some of the vendors thought I was crazy. I was like, man, we got to get these people eating it. It's good. There's a pulled pork sandwich. It's just yeah. awesome, so... I've been pretty fortunate. I sell almost as much pork as I do brisket. Mm-hmm. But um, if, yeah, if I didn't have that, the, the cost right. of briskets. Anyway, so crazy. an event like this is a chance to taste everything and try stuff you haven't had. Absolutely. I think one of the other cool things about the festival is you put a face to the name. You know, you might hear about Billy, but you never actually met him face to face if you haven't actually. You know, and we've talked about Billy a lot on the podcast yeah. and on DFW.com. You really need to meet the guy. And we met, you know, Blaine from Grace and, and from Little Red Wasp and uh, Marcus. And, you yep. know, and so I think that's another kind of, are you looking forward to kind of meeting the people a little bit? Oh, sure. I love meeting the people. I mean, <laughs> I love it when people take your food and they eat it and they smile. They're happy. And, you know, it's, um, you know, makes you feel good inside that you, 
you know, you, you did your best and they enjoyed it. Right, and they you, find out, you make a lot of people happy out here at Billy's Okay. I, I hope so. And they find out that your mom makes the desserts out yeah, here. Yeah, my you know, mom your does dad that. helps you with the restaurant and everything. Just yeah. sort of, I think it, it endears you to a place even more, you know, more. It makes you want to come to, to that place because you know the story behind it. My dad is the ultimate shopper for this place. <laughs> and we should say we're at Billy's, which is on uh, Las Vegas Trail North. Just north or west of Loop 820, depending how you look at it, it's uh, between Lake Worth and White Settlement. And you know, and we sh- we should talk about the the festival and how to buy tickets. You want to go over absolutely. That um, Fort Worth Food and Wine Festival dot com or fwfwf.com. Either one will get you there. Um, all of the tickets are available on the website. Um, like I said, you know, runs Thursday through Sunday. Individual tickets for every single event as well as a VIP package deal. A um, couple of the events, the Grand Tasting and Burgers, Brews, and Blues, do have an early entry ticket that's available to kind of get you in an hour before everybody else if you want to kind of a little bit more face time with, with the chefs or a little bit more elbow room. We have some tickets like that available as well. So give us the dates again. Uh-huh. March 26th through the 29th. So that means you need to go on your diet now yes, so that you'll absolutely. be ready to spend an entire weekend. <laughs> and if you're about to ask where, it's all over. The seven it is. Di- you seven know, different events, different we, locations. We really try to highlight a lot of venues in Fort Worth and kind of spread people out. You know, long-term goal is it becomes a, a tourist event that people are coming into town. Maybe they've been to Sundance Square, but they haven't been to the Stockyard, so they go to Billy Bob's for that event. They go out to Magnolia. Um, so really kind of highlight some of the classic venues we have here in town. And, and spread it out throughout Fort Worth. And just to clear up some more of the confusion, there's it's not a street festival. It is not. not like a street fair it is like, not. like other festivals. You know, is, and we have had that question. Once you pay your entry fee, that is the only fees you pay. Yeah. After that, you grab a glass, you grab a plate, and you have at it. Yeah. Um, Billy won't be sitting there charging you for the brisket, the pulled pork. He's going to be... Uh, be giving, all he's going to ask is for a smile and a wink, and uh, he'll be good. Let's say get get to that get to Billy's station early, right? That's right, and often. That's right. We're going to be giving it away. And speaking of which, are we going to get some food or what? Oh yeah, we're going to eat. We got to stop talking. We got to stop talking. <laughs> Clear the table. Get these mics off and get the plates out. Here. We yeah. say thanks to Silent Steve Wilson, who didn't get to uh, in the weekend. He's even chef more who, silent than usual on the podcast. Who set this all up for us and. Uh, <clears throat> We're really looking forward to to this festival again. It was great last year, and I'm really looking forward to it again this year. Thanks, Billy. Thanks, Russell. Thanks for being part of the Feed Podcast. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us.